We are beginning a series over the next couple of weeks uh, talking about chasing the wild goose, which is maybe a different way uh, for some of us to um, talk about following God. I want you to close your eyes for a moment and try to imagine what the Holy Spirit looks like. It seems to me a lot easier for thinking about Jesus or God the Father. I might be able to come up with some kind of human image, understandable image in my mind. Maybe you pictured smoke. Maybe you imagined a dove. But for early Celtic Christians, they imagined the Holy Spirit as Angiophian, or the wild goose. Now you can open your eyes. What ideas does the Holy Spirit as a dove bring to mind? Picture the, the, the dove is a very biblical image. We see it uh, several times kind of represented. It kind of uh, brings back to mind the story of, of Noah sending out the dove and, and finding the sign of new life. We see the spirit descend as a, a dove on Jesus at his baptism. What words, what ideas come to mind when you picture the Holy Spirit as a dove? Gentleness, peace, kindness, hope, courage, confirmation, okay. Now, what ideas does the Holy Spirit as a goose bring to mind? Somebody said dinner. We can have the Holy Spirit over for dinner. Uh, uh, we're not going to dissect that uh, image too, too much. What other ideas, uh, thoughts come to mind picturing the Holy Spirit as a wild goose? Freedom, okay. Graceful. Chasing something. How many of you have experience being chased by a goose? Okay, a couple of you. I, I uh, Luke and I were talking about uh, some, you know, coming up with an image for this series, and I said, well, maybe we ought to go find some geese and and chase them and and take some pictures and see how that goes and use that as as sermon um, research. Uh, we decided not to go through with that, so um, no geese were harmed in the making of the sermon. What? Organized, okay. Yeah, when they're when they're flying and they're, uh, we've been seeing the Canadian geese kind of mi beginning their migrations and so traveling. We might also think of images or, or ideas of unpredictability. If you've ever been around a goose, you never quite know when that goose is going to decide to get protective um, or if it's going to move away or if it's going to move towards you. 
They are certainly loud if you hear them honking. They can be very protective. These are some of the reasons why the Celtic Christians uh, pictured the Holy Spirit as a wild goose. And so as we look at that this morning, uh, I ask you to pray with me. Holy Spirit, open our hearts and minds to perceive your movement in unpredictable ways as well as the well-worn ways. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So another question for you, what words might help us define the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Comforter. I'm sorry, I didn't say it. Here's the second one. Faith. Say it again. Helper. Yeah. Wisdom. Truth, strength, guide. It's kind of hard for us to uh, give clear definition of what the or who the Holy Spirit is. One ancient affirmation of faith says, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. He proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified. He spoke through the prophets. Uh, very early uh, definition of what the Holy Spirit is, and yet there's a lot of wiggle room in there. And even that br brief definition has its own history of uh, arguing about what exactly those words mean. We believe the Holy Spirit is God's animating force today in the life of the church and in those committed to following Jesus as Lord. And I think one of the... Um, frustratingly beautiful aspects of scripture is that we don't have a theological dictionary or encyclopedia. And I say that's beautiful um, because I don't know if you've ever tried to read a dictionary. Um, there's not a lot of beauty to the story. You find out uh, what words mean. Um, reading an encyclopedia, maybe that's a, a fun exercise, but it's a lot of disconnected information that just happens to fall in alphabetical order. Um, there, there's a value in that, but you've never read the dictionary or in the encyclopedia, and at least for me, been, been moved in my spirit because of reading the dictionary or the encyclopedia. And I think this is what scripture is. It is, it is a beautiful story that weaves together how God is moving uh, among a, a, a real people, in real lives, in real human history, and, and the story that is woven together is far more beautiful than a theological dictionary or a theological encyclopedia. And yet that is also frustrating for many of us because our Western minds want to catalog and define and have an easily identifiable answer. We want to wrap our minds around the divine. We want to wrap our minds around what is the Holy Spirit. We want to, to name it and grab hold of it. 
And the wild goose says, catch me if you can. And so it is with Nicodemus. He comes to Jesus and he says, we know you are from God for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God or apart from the the spirit of God. Jesus replies, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again from above. Nicodemus catches on to the born again, which is why he asks these questions. How does that work? How do I, you know, I have to like enter my mother a second time. And um, Tyler, you can suggest that to your mom later um, after she's just given birth. Um, Yeah, Nicodemus is very confused about what Jesus is talking about. Nicodemus, I imagine, wants the encyclopedia dictionary answer. He catches on to a part of what Jesus is saying, but he can't wrap his mind around the whole concept of being born again from above. Nicodemus is a, he's a teacher of the law. He's used to a very orderly and carefully defined law and a way of carrying out temple sacrifices. He has whole volumes telling him how to go about his religious duties. And so he's used to following the book, following all of the uh, fine points of the law. He's used to simple cause and effect. This is not the answer then that Jesus gives that Nicodemus expects. Jesus says to see and understand the kingdom, one needs to be born of the spirit. That word for spirit in the Greek is the same as wind. It's, the word is pneuma. It can be used for spirit or wind. My paraphrase says, this shouldn't be a surprise to you. Is the nature of the wind spirit to blow where it chooses? You hear the sound, but you may not know exactly how the wind spirit is moving. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit wind. I know some of you uh, have, have really sensed uh, and lived out this unpredictable, um, unknown um, way of experiencing the Holy Spirit. I thought about, you know, just um, my ministering with you all here at Spring Creek. Um, And the ways that the Spirit has had to move in my life and in your lives to get us to where we are today. Uh, I was born a little ways away from here. And so for for the Spirit to be moving in the lives of uh, my parents and and in my life to to bring me to this point, um, I would say it is very unexpected that a a kid born in Canton, Ohio would be here ministering with you, but I don't know, maybe the odds are in our favor uh, since <clears throat> there's several of us uh, from Canton that are in your midst this morning. <clears throat> I've thought about the the way that um, God seems to have woven things together for me to meet my wife and, and to have our family when, you know, we did not grow up. Uh, at least the beginning part of our lives, close to one another, and then moved super close to one another, 30 seconds away from one another. Um, Just all the ways the Spirit is is moving and weaving things together in an unpredictable fashion. (coughs) 
there's also an unpredictability of God's spirit to bring life from death. There's a hint of it woven throughout this beautiful biblical story in the image of the remnant that we talked about in Isaiah, in the vision of the valley of bones being brought back to life. Those are all kind of precursors, foreshadowings of this this new life thing that God is, is working and weaving throughout human history. But this movement of the spirit is still not what folks anticipated then, and truth be told, probably now. It's unpredictable that the God of the universe would stoop to wash the feet of his students. It's unpredictable that Jesus would share a meal, an intimate experience with deniers and betrayers and and this group of people that really doesn't get it yet. It's unpredictable that the God-man would allow his own life to be taken in the place of sinful, broken humanity. It's more unpredictable that instead of wrath, that grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love should be extended to us. There's a sense in which following Jesus and following the Spirit has some predictability to it. It looks like Jesus. And yet, I'm convinced in my own life that I've so domesticated Jesus that the surprises and shock have often worn off. That the sense of the unpredictable nature of the Spirit wind moving as it pleases has often worn off. In the last year and a half, there's been all kinds of unpredictable things around us. And yet, I'm convinced that we need to hold on to, we need to, to, to run after, we need to pursue this, this wild goose of a God who moves in unpredictable ways. Uh, I would not have conceived of um, how beauty and goodness could possibly come out of the situation of the last year and a half. I don't know that God has caused it, but I believe God continues to work and weave good out of places that we only see death and destruction. And so as people, as a a church, uh, I really want to encourage us God is an unpredictable God, and I don't know what exactly our future looks like. I don't know what other things will be in our path as a congregation, as followers of Jesus. But I trust that God's Spirit is moving and weaving and and remaking and renewing and challenging and refining his church. And so there's a time to see the Holy Spirit as this dove. But right now in this time, I'm finding uh, a lot of encouragement from this image of the Holy Spirit as this wild goose that calls us, that beckons us to come, chase after me, Follow after me. Catch me if you can. But, but this life, this journey in following Jesus is that pursuit of the wild goose. We'll never catch it. It's part of what we mean when we say we're going on a wild goose chase.
It's a goal that we'll, we'll never quite fully grasp here. And yet the Holy Spirit says, catch me if you can. This morning, we have gathered to remember the unexpected nature of the Spirit, alive and moving in those who claim Jesus is Lord. Unmerited grace, undeserved mercy, unwarranted forgiveness, unexpected love. In the serving of one another, in the fellowship of shared meals and shared mission, in the receiving of the symbols of the broken body and spilled blood of Jesus, may we continue to be born anew from above, born of the Spirit, ready to move as the wind or Spirit of God moves. May it be so. Amen. So now we leave this space of worship, and while so much of the road ahead is uncertain, the path constantly changing, we know some things that are as solid and sure as the ground beneath our feet and the sky above our heads. We know God is love. We know Christ's light endures. We know the Holy Spirit is here, found in the space between all things closer to us than our next breath, binding us to each other until we meet again. Go in peace.